What's good with y'all? This is your boy, Father Mike, in the building. Uh, John Gigolo ain't here right now, so it's going to be me and A-Zay. What's good, Zay? Yeah. What it do? What's cracking? What it is? It's your man, A-Zay, a.k.a. Saddiest Young, a.k.a. Royal Rug Rat, a.k.a. My Bitch Don't Love Me No More. A.k.a. That's too much information. But, yeah, man. I mean, it's, you the, know, it's the truth, though. So, I mean, hey. I don't think they wanted to hear that. No, well, this is therapy for me, so I'm telling you all that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, anyway, on to the next. So, On yeah, to the man. next, nigga. I'm trying to tell you my pain. And y'all niggas, all right, man. What a... Nigga, I'm surviving life. <laughs> surviving. <laughs> surviving life. At least I ain't surviving R. Kelly, man. That's... Hey, man. <laughs> this remix to ignition. I fell out the kitchen. <laughs> oh, don't don't sing it. Don't sing it. I'm sorry, don't bro. I don't care, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I'm going to listen to the music. I'm sorry. I feel uh, bad because, like, nigga, everything surrounded around me is low key R. Kelly related. It is like, we can't get rid of this man how hard we try. He's a disgusting man, but like, we can't get rid of him. I mean, we could get rid of him. It's, it's easy to get bro, rid of him. Bro, he wrote for Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson also wrote for Michael Jackson. So, I mean, what does that mean? Exactly. Meaning, uh, we don't need that nigga, man. Anyway, all right, yeah, okay, sure. We don't need him. It's all good, man. I already deleted all the songs from Mark Kelly off my playlist. You for real? Yeah. Okay. Every song except one. Nah. What song was it? Um, The song You Saved Me. I was like, I can't delete this song. That one, that's the one song I can't delete. Bruh, it's like, I still haven't I, deleted Chocolate Factory. Not delete that joint real quick. What? Because I was just, I was listening to Snake, and I was like, oh my gosh! And I just thought about, you know, you saw. Have you ever seen the video? No, I, I don't even know that song. It's a, it's a song called Snake on the tape, and he was like, I want to see you move your body like a snake. And then when I was listening. <laughs> Oh God, forgive me. When I was listening, <laughs> there in the video, the little girl is literally dancing like she has a problem with herself. Like she can't dance for nothing, bro. Like she over, I don't know what she's trying to do, like a belly wine or something. I was just okay. Ah. I'm glad I didn't see that. Yeah, it was so disturbing, bro. Like <laughs> it was just like, bro, how did R. Kelly even get hard to this? Like. One that's already underage, but even if she was of age, just that dancing alone, I would have been like, "All right, bro, you got to get out," because it was just like, "What is going on?" Well, and then she was moving it. Before you keep going, before you want to go on and more in depth, do you want to explain to people what we're talking about? Okay, so for y'all that have been living under a rock and all that, we're talking about surviving R. Kelly. It's the series that came on Lifetime that is documenting the horrendous acts of the famous singer slash writer slash whatever, R. Kelly, and how he's been abusing, trapping, manipulating, harassing, infesting women among the years. And this man seems... That was a great description. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm actually going to be a journalist for the New York Times. You ain't know that, huh? Nah, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, um, 
it was just a whole bunch of survivors coming up. Um, journalists that was interviewing him, TV personalities, other artists, his ex-wife, who still has a name for some reason, but hey, we yeah, that, that. that I'm perplexed I, about that. I don't. Hey, that, I mean, after all the stuff she said, he did. You exactly, you keeping his name? Come on, man. That's I don't get that part. So, what was your what was your like reaction to the whole series and everything? It was like. The whole time, I was just really like, this isn't new. Like, I'm not surprised by the fact that he did all this stuff. I'm just in shock about how in-depth he went with everything. Yeah, it's like certain like, things we knew from years, but like, yeah, it was like, like more came knew, out. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was like you knew he was touching girls, little girls, you knew he was you know, keeping them in houses and stuff like that. But when they like explain to the extent that he was doing this stuff, it was just like mind boggling. Like, how can a person be this crazed and this twisted? And and it doesn't even see it. Like he doesn't see it at all. Like he doesn't see any fault in what he's doing. Like he was he's trying to get the people to sue lifetime and stuff like that. But before, like, before we get deep into him and like his psyche and what, like, he's did. To he win that case. I mean, we also got to put put uh put into perspective what happened to him, because his brother and him came out and said that their older sister was molesting him and stuff and that as a kid. So it's like now not giving him an excuse because not an excuse like you still shouldn't have done what you done. But if you understand, hurt people hurt people. So I understand why he he might be doing this to other people, but it still doesn't give him an excuse. Like that's horrible. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's horrible. You shouldn't be doing that. You should reverse the curse instead of keep putting the curse down or pushing it. You feel me? But it's just like that's like the shit they was going through was disgusting. Like his family, it's something weird with that family because he wanted to marry his mom, his sister doing stuff to him, uncles, aunts. Like it's it's disgusting. I don't know if it was the drugs back then in Chicago, but them niggas was tweaking. Was, I, I hope that's it, not a norm in Chicago. I thought the niggas bust their guns. I didn't think they did that. But let me stop because <laughs> these niggas would kill me. <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> well, you know them niggas are drug addicts. Hey, man. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my thing yeah, is, throughout the whole series, bro, even though Carrie, Carrie, like his youngest brother, Carrie, even though he's not all in well for everything too, he mm. seems like he has the most sense out of all the family members. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, I feel like he was like, I I would say he would probably is like the black sheep of the family mm-hmm. in terms of like sanity. Yeah. Because the older one, he already looks like he lost all of his marbles. And he's in jail like on top team. of that. How this nigga in jail, but R. Kelly not? Because he ain't famous. True. He a regular nigga. So Dude. it's like, you a regular nigga. <laughs> we for sure gonna put your ass in jail. <laughs> like, don't think you got the power because you his brother. You ain't him. True. <laughs> you ain't you ain't make I believe I can fly, nigga. <laughs> exactly. You ain't got the background that he got. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't for like, age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, never mind. Damn. I feel like damn. that part or part one when they talk about the whole Aaliyah situation, I feel like I mean, 
she really can't defend herself. So it was like, I don't understand why they bring that part up. But also, it's like, so many other people contribute to that happening. Like, yo, a lot of niggas should be arrested for that, bruh. Because it's just like, bruh, the nigga said that he forged, uh, what's, uh, what was the thing? Yeah, they think he should be arrested. Yeah, he should be arrested. The producer should be arrested because he said that he came into the studio and saw girls that were underage, but he was like, it's not my business and I'm not asking for IDs. I mean, but then again, it's like, I, the only reason I would say that the music, I would even expect the music producer to get arrested is because, I mean, the fact that, I mean, he, he was like, he had an idea, but he had, he didn't have any like assurance that that was the case. But if, you're it's coming, like, but if you're coming into the studio, first of all, it's a studio, and he has makeshift rooms in there, and do you see multiple females in makeshift makeshift rooms that don't raise alarm to you? No, because you live in, bro, especially, bro, there's a lot of artists that just have multiple women just in multiple rooms just waiting for them. It's a thing. They're called groupies, brother. Yeah, it's like a regular like, thing. In the you, know the so it's like, a groupie, then, you know the difference between a groupie and high schooler. Come on now. But I'm saying, he, if you have no assurance, say you have, okay, say those weren't, in this case, say those weren't underage girls. Those are just girls that look mad young. And we all know girls that look mad young, but they even older than us. So say you like, all right, bro, I ain't rocking with this. You report them to the authorities. They show the IDs. They're 21. Now it's like you just looking like a buster. Like you just looking dumb as hell. I mean, Okay, I can see what you're saying that, but not until so that's like not happening. You can you could tell if somebody's a kid and if somebody's a grown adult, like just by mannerisms and everything. Like you could definitely. You all he did was just look at him. He didn't talk to him or anything. I mean, yeah, that's true. All he did, he said, you just saw him. Right. He just saw a naked girl, and then he saw other girls in other rooms, right. and that was it. My thing. So is- it's like in that case, you're like, hey, bro, let me just mind my business, but. I feel like if he knew, because I feel like he knew something else. But like, if he knew anything else, then I would hold him account accountable. But if you literally just saw him and then he just walked out and was like, "Hey, bro, I ain't," because I could be wrong. Because like back then, that's when people weren't, um, people weren't even thinking about R. Kelly as being like you know, a child molester or something like that. True. Like none of that was coming out, so it was probably like, "All right, man, I could probably be wrong. I'm probably tripping." I mean, it shouldn't. Niggas should have thought that. A 27-year-old man is on national TV matching the Mickey Mouse outfits with a 15-year-old. No, this was even before that, though. Man. Yeah, that instance happened before that. all that stuff even happened. Like, before he was even talking to Ali or anything like that. I, I hear you. You're right. But it's like, nigga, if a 27-year-old man come on national TV with a Mickey Mouse outfit on, matching with a teenager, <laughs> nigga, y'all better call the authorities right now. Nah, yeah, they should have called the authorities as soon as she was like, how old are you? She was like, it's a secret. Oh, hell no. Nah. I'm that? like, oh, oh, hell no. Nah. I'm like, yo, that's security. Wait, she said that? Get this man off the set. I can't do it. Bro, I did not hear her say that. <laughs> yes, bro. That was no, like I one of the questions. No, I said it's a secret about their relationship. No, that was one of the first questions. She was like, so Aaliyah, how old are you? She was like, shh, it's a secret. Huh? What? Huh? Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. If I hear that answer, I'm like, Bruh, I did not hear that. Man, we turn this off. <laughs>
No, this off, man. I, I was I was remember looking at the interview and they was talking about like how like they found it weird that they just kept saying like the whole relationship thing like it was up in the air like uh you know we just work with each other like it was weird yeah because there was like there was like so are you guys seeing each other they was like no we're just we're best friends he's like yeah R Kelly was like yeah that's my best friend yeah what what yeah what twenty seven year old man is being best friends with a fifteen year old it's like. Come on now, I don't. I know you're an interviewer, but you gotta see that. Yeah. Like off the <laughs> off rip, bro. You gotta see that. Like, okay, these are just clearly fronting. Like, clearly, you, I mean, of course, you can't do much because like they're not answering your questions. Mm-hmm. But it's like, come on, bro. You should see that right now. My thing is right. They said that they have proof of him chilling at the McDonald's and coming up to the high school to meet people and find backup dancers and stuff like that. Even teachers were telling him, like, yo, you need to get out of here. Like, y'all didn't think to call the cops then? If this nigga has better attendance than the actual students? Like, yeah, like, he's hanging around the high school. Like, like come on, bruh. How does R. Kelly get perfect attendance? How? He dropped out. <laughs> like, come on, man. How? This is... It, this is a lot of people failed, man. A lot of people failed those young girls, and it's it's sad. But you know, feel... them, them bodyguards though, they they definitely need to go to jail. Yeah, it's they like, the main culprits. Bro, he was giving them tasks to go to the mall and be like, "Oh, I want this type of chick." He was picking chicks out like Build a Bear, bro. <laughs> he was he was playing hey, build yo. a teenager, bro. He was like build a teen, bro. That's... But the thing that no, the one person. Like, they're all main culprits, but the one main person that truly just, like, made me, like, bro, what's wrong with you was the dude, um, Andre's brother. Andrea? Andre? Whatever her name is. The former bodyguard. Huh? His, his wife? Yeah, R. Kelly's wife's brother. Oh, her wife? He was, a his... former, he was a former security guard for R. Kelly. Oh. Yeah, he was in the, he was in the, um, in the series. He was the ball guy that I was talking. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that was her brother, though. Yeah, that's her brother. So it's like you was helping this nigga. Time out. Even when you even sure before now. No, it's her brother. It said it under the thing. It said Andrea's brother. Wait, so you're helping R. Kelly cheat on your sister, but on top of that, no, you're helping him cheat with young even, girls. Even even before his sister went with R. Kelly, you're helping this man get under his girls. You know that, and you still let your sister mess with that man. Like, come on, bro. Yeah, people, that people do anything for money, man. It's crazy, bro. Like, it's crazy. They really act like this is the end all job for them. Like, you could find something else. Hey, money make you turn a blind eye. And even though we get no R. Kelly, bro, some of these parents gotta take accountability for that too. And that's facts, bro. Because if we being honest, bro, and like God bless you, dad, you don't want to ever speak bad on Leah, but her parents pimped her out for money. That's big facts, bro. First of all, like you know. That your daughter is running around with an older guy, like you're supposed to nip that in the bud right then and there. And then plus, like getting mad, you know about the marriage and all that stuff. He was, you, it was, it was all for money. If you, if you think about it, it was all for money, and it's horrible because it's like, bro, now a lot of these people's lives are ruined just because y'all wanted a couple of dollars. 
it's just it's it's truly sad, man. Like how, like, but I don't blame all the parents. Like, um, toward the latter end of the series, when they was talking about um the multiple, like when they're interviewing the multiple parents of the girls that were still in the the cult type, you know, escapade with uh, R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. I don't really blame them, only because R. Kelly, he's a master of words. So it's like he's a great manipulator. Yeah, so it's like when you have, when you have somebody that's all, that's telling you all these things. Yeah, no problem. We always, yeah, it's never gonna be just us. It's all we're gonna have somebody set there so we can always communicate. Y'all two can communicate when she's on the road. All that, yo, you basically sound. It sounded like, hmm, this man is actually sounded like he could take care of my daughter and at the same time, like you know, start up a career for her. And, you know. Though, you know what was uh, crazy too? What they had said, they was like, because they was like, it makes you think, because he makes songs like, I believe I could fly, and you know, like gospel type songs. And it's mm-hmm. like, how can this man be touching kids or doing crazy stuff? Exactly. Like, he, he he does this on purpose and plays with people's psyches and like flips things. He's a, he's a, he's a mass manipulator. He's great at what he does. Like he's he awesome. has all of this plan, bruh. Like even with the, um, What's it called? With the sparkle drum. I was just about to bring her up too. She what? she is not low. She had parts to doing that. I'm, I, I feel don't, like I, feel spark- I, I, don't, yeah, I don't feel sorry. I feel like, bruh. Here's the thing that doesn't make no sense to me, right? Mm-hmm. How would you? E- why would you even bring your 14 year old daughter there, right? No, no I said niece. not daughter, niece, niece. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. You brought your 14 year old niece there. When I still have a feeling she knew because one of the um one of the ladies, like the background dancer that kept switching her hairstyle every damn scene in the freaking uh series. I forgot What's her name. The, the one the that one... had the pink blazer. Oh, uh Javante. Yeah. She kept mm-hmm. switching her hair like two, three times every scene. I'm like, damn, girl. Anyway. Like, that was the one that walked in on the whole Aaliyah thing. Yeah, she walked in on the Aaliyah thing. Which she, she said, said to She said that Sparkle was like a mother to her. Yeah, the, uh, she's the godmother. She's the godmother. She's the godmother kid. to her son. Yeah. So how can you... There's no way that you could be a godmother to somebody's son and you not... like That means you always around them to, that, to even have that type of impact on them to call them... To call that person your godmother, right? Mm-hmm. No, but Sparkle knew. Like, you have to she be said that she knew. That. And, and that's that's what gets me. Like this is what perplexes my mind, right? She said she knew, and she was like, "I I've heard stories and things of that. I knew what was going on, but he never did tried anything with me. So I, I and we were cool. So I in my mind, I thought he would never do anything to my family. So like he didn't mess with my family. We're good, which is like. What? That that's makes still, no sense. First off, that's selfish as hell. Secondly, yes. that's sick as hell. Thirdly, yes. that's just like, like, what kind of mess? And the thing that makes it sad is like a lot of people do that. Like they, it's like it's really the thing that makes me mad is how that's really like become, like, a saying. Like that's like a staple in the black community. As long as me and mine's is good. I ain't got to worry about nobody else. You wonder why we so broken down, bro, because nobody want to help anybody. Like, yeah, that's like, the thing that blows me. 
But we go, hold on, we go situate it into the black community a little later because we still talk on the Bar Kennedy thing. But that's just something I just wanted to bring up right there. Yeah, I, I wasn't believing her when she was doing her crocodile tears, bro. Like, get get out of my face with that, bro. You hurt, you know, okay, okay, you know for a fact he had sex with a 15 year old girl. Then you you hearing stories because ain't like nobody's around you telling you. Like you said, Devontae is your best friend, man. Mm-hmm. She's seeing everything. And then you got like all this stuff going around. You're talking about, oh, well. He, me and him was cool, and he wrote songs for me, and he did my video and stuff like that. And so he wouldn't do that for me. What? He's doing this to everybody that he's close to. What makes you think? And you're dumb as hell. For, to why would you? First of all, you didn't even blow up as a star yourself. So what makes you think you're gonna bring your 14 year old niece over to him and be like, "Yo, make her into a star"? No, I'm gonna make a damn sex tape with her. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna make her no star. Like, well, like you dumb as hell, be even putting. Your niece in that situation, and now if I'm her, uh, whoever she's related to, that's like her, uh, uh, who's their parent. I'm fighting you every time I see you because you caused this to happen. Yeah, you she even it. says it's, it's been a, such a strain on on that on the family, like ever since that whole incident. Like you thought, you thought this was gonna help your career, and it was gonna help that person's career. No, it didn't help none of y'all. First of all, we didn't know who you was until you got onto the series, and then you saying all this stuff like, and like, like I'm saying, I'm not trying to blame victims because you don't blame victims, but you play a seventy five percent part in that. Huh. You played a big <laughs> role into that. You brung. That's like that's like that's like going to a zoo, right? And you go mm-hmm. into um you going into the tigers den, and you bring in yourself in there with uh. With what's it called? With um, like raw ham strapped to you. What you think they're gonna do? They're gonna sit there and look at you? No, they're gonna attack you. Like that was the dumbest thing you could do in the world. Like I feel like a better analogy for it is like you going to the zoo and you're a zoo trainer. Mm-hmm. So you training all the animals. The animals love you. These are dangerous animals like tigers, bears, lions, all that. And they're not doing anything to you. So you're thinking, oh, since they're not doing anything to me, let me bring my kids in here. And then your kids get mauled. True. It's like... They're not your kids. Exactly. Like They don't know your kids. Right. They, they know, you. know you. So why would you think it would be the same treatment when they only know you? Like, what makes... It's like it really boggles my mind how some people like really be so oblivious. Like, but it, it's so many people that play faults into even that occurring, and it's just sad because like a lot like those young girls got failed, and and people was talking about oh he needs to go to jail this and that blah blah. blah. He's been doing this for over thirty years. Even in the beginning, when the show first started, he had the Facebook Live, and he was like, "They've been trying to get me for thirty years." He's like, "Y'all should have done this thirty bro. years ago." It don't matter now. Yeah, like, bro, he's so arrogant. He knows he's not going to jail. Like, my man. And the, and the thing is, too, another reason why he's not going to jail, because they were young black girls. Because of the who? They were young black girls. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares when young black girls are crying. Like, and people try to compare, like, oh, well, Bill Cosby went to jail years later on. Who was he messing with? The white ones. Exactly. He was messing with white women. They don't care. They don't care. Like they don't they don't give a damn what they doing. Like they don't care. So it's like he's not going to jail. 
first of all, they have video evidence of him peeing on a girl and pissing in her mouth and still didn't go to jail. They said, nah, the nigga's not guilty. So what makes you think he's going to go to jail now when they had videos and everything on him years ago? Boondocks even told you that nigga's never going to jail. It's just, uh, it makes no sense, man. If Aaliyah was white, this would have been stopped so long ago. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It would have been stopped so long. This man would have been in jail. We would even right, talk about this. Bro, he we wouldn't even like hear that, about that, the, uh, these bangers. We wouldn't even hear these bangers. Like, honestly. Bro, my thing is, bro, the nigga was on an album cover of age, the age, well, oh my God. Age ain't nothing but a number. I'm, I'm just so, like, I'm just so confused, like, that I can't even get words out. Like, bro, he was on the album cover in the background. In the shadows, in the abyss, and y'all tell with the me, same, with the same vest you've been wearing for the past. Bro, he years. wore that vest for seven years straight. <laughs> and y'all telling me, <laughs> never nah, cleaned man, it, man. Nah, he, he he's only on the album cover because he executive produced it. First of all, age ain't nothing but a number, and there's a grown man on the cover. Y'all can't connect the dots right then and there. Oh my gosh, man! It took them to have a fake marriage for niggas to be like. Oh my God! There's so and many even then, niggas wasn't caring. Niggas was just like, "Oh, word." I mean, she looked 18, so we just gonna go with it. But no, this look 18. Sad. She looked old enough. She looked like she really mature. What? It's a 15 year. Hey, she looked like she's really mature for age. This is just a one time thing. And it thing- doesn't matter, bro. She's 15. Like. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it don't matter if she look old. I don't give a damn. She look like Cicely Tyson old, nigga. She's 15. She's 15. And one thing I say this series, like what happened with the series, a lot of people were getting exposed within there. But like a lot of people who was tweeting and stuff like that, just in general, it's exposing a lot of you niggas as rapey, man. Exactly. A lot of these niggas, man, they got messed up consciences, bro. They got messed up thoughts. They. Y'all sitting here, y'all, y'all caping for a child molester, bro. And like y'all saying all these other things. Like, nah, they knew what they was getting themselves into, blah, blah. Now, don't get me wrong, some people may have known what they got themselves into. But when that's your main argument and main point of attack, and they be like, oh, we've all done stuff with young girls. It's like, no, you niggas. No, brother, it was only you. Yeah. It was only you and your clique. Like, I am a law abiding citizen. I like females that's my age. I don't even like girls that's a year younger than me. Maybe even, even now, two. I feel uneasy. So, like, <sighs> you niggas, man. Okay, but I got a question for you, though. Okay. Do you feel that the girls that that have gone through all that they've gone through, do you feel that they have any sense of accountability? Like, do they have any accountability for what happened? I mean, that's hard to say. That is hard to say because if you think about it, he, he's been grooming these girls since they was real young. Mm. He's getting these girls at 16 years old. Even though you have a mind of your own at 16 and you know a lot and you should be able to decipher what's right and wrong, a lot of people mm. not not on the same level at that age. And plus, if you think about it, he's picking girls that he probably deem as vulnerable. So he yeah. just, he probably feels like, oh, yeah, I can control you. I can manipulate you. And it's like, I'm not going to – don't get me wrong. Okay, yeah, they do have a sense of accountability because you should know between right and wrong. You should know that this is not normal for an old man to be coming at you. But then again, that's behavior that people have deemed to be, you know, normal. Because even in my high school, 
it was chicks that I wanted so bad. Like this one chick, I wanted her so bad. I was like, yo, I'm gonna try to holler at her, bro, this and that. She only messed with niggas that was old. Like niggas really would come to high school in cars and pick chicks up or drop them off. And it's like, bro, like this this is not normal. How is me as a freshman, a 14-year-old who ride the bus, how am I supposed to compete with a 25-year-old? <laughs> a nigga that got an apartment. He got a job. He got money. He got an apartment. <laughs> like, nigga, my mom is still giving me money for lunch. How am I supposed to compete with these niggas? It's crazy, bro. Cause it's, I'm actually glad that you said that because I was thinking about it. And it was like, as I was writing it down, I initially thought, it goes. I initially thought it goes three ways. Mostly accountability is on the man or whoever the. As a man, is. yes. As a man, it's your responsibility. No whether, yeah, whether no, I feel like whether it's a man or a woman, the older one should hold most of the accountability. Yes, you. And you've then, been on this earth longer. You know what's going on. Exactly, and then I. But and then I was saying the girl should hold a little bit of accountability, and then the media. But then as I thought about it more, I've. I've come to realize I don't think the girls really can hold accountability. Like, explain. And the only reason is because, yeah, these some of these girls that are like, you know, 16, 17, they already got their minds, you know, developing and maturing and they should know right from wrong. I feel it's really the media that puts this stuff in their minds to think it's okay. Like, if you really think about it, one of the main things you constantly see on Twitter. One of the main things you constantly see on Twitter, I need a sugar daddy. Where's my sugar Wait, daddy? I'm gonna stop you Let right there. Sugar... What? I'm gonna stop you right there. When when people say that though, nine times out of ten, they're older though. They're not no. young. Here's the thing. Yeah, listen, listen to me, bro. You do not understand how many young girls are saying that. For real? Well, that's how there that's are you know so and I'm not with that shit because I don't follow young girls. <laughs> I don't follow young girls either, but I see a lot of people quoting them. True, true. And I okay. look at their profiles and they're like 15, like sophomores in high school. And I'm like, why are you saying even this one girl in the in the group chat was showing how her uh how her niece was saying that. This girl's 14. Yeah. This girl's 14 years old saying this stuff. And I feel I feel like the media has really tried to normalize it and if you're if you're with especially for men, especially for young boys, if you get the older chick, you winning. You you no. all that. If no, bro, does bro, are you telling me so you telling me if a nigga it doesn't bag an older chick? No, no, he definitely does get praised cuz I have a friend exactly. that bagged the older chick. And exactly. We were, yeah, we're good. When you bag but the older if you chick, think about oh, it in your psyche, that's not good at all. That's what I'm saying, but I'm saying the media is putting that into our heads into yeah. making it seem like it's okay. They're trying to know So I feel so I feel like when it's like when you have the media like putting it constantly into your head, older man is the way, older man is the way, da 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 da. You starting to think, especially when so an older man and a man of R. Kelly's stature comes to you and is like, "Hey, what's up, girl? Like, how you doing? Here's my number." Obviously, you're gonna be thinking about this nigga got the bag. I'm trying to get the bag. I'm trying to become famous if I'm singing. You, you know what comes to that bag, right? But they're not thinking that a bag of piss. Stop, please stop. Uh, nah, nah. A golden shower comes with that. 
nigga. But, exa- but exactly, like they the always- lemon Gatorade comes with that bag. Oh uh, damn! I'm really thinking of that commercial. I think it's a swing Gatorade. It was really pissed. Oh That's shit! Crazy. Damn. All right, anyway, influenced everybody. <laughs> anyway, though, what's it called? They're not thinking about all that. They're thinking about getting money or getting famous any way possible. And I feel like that really, the fact that we just okay a lot of this is the reason why they even fall into that trap. Because they don't know what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. But it's then just, that could also play to the parents in pseudo. If you think so. about it, because it's like, yo, your parents should raise you well enough to be like, exactly. this is wrong. Like, yo, a grown man comes your way, you stay away from that person. Even though people are rebellious and they like, you know, people go out their way to do certain things, but it's like, yo, I feel like that also comes, like I said, it comes back to parenting too. It's like, like they got to instill it into you and be into your head. Like, this is not right. Like, exactly. it's not right for a 30-year-old to come to a 16-year-old and be like, yo, you're cute. Like, come ride with me. Like, no, that's not, that's not normal. It's not right. It's disgusting. You are nasty. It's, I, I, yeah, it, like you're right, because it also goes into the background and how they're if they are grounded. I feel like if you really just try to like make it seem as if your daughter's career as a singer is one of the most, if not the most important thing in her life, she's gonna try to get it by any means possible. Yeah, it's like I go to a parent, and the thing is, I don't even want to make this like an African versus you know African American type of thing. But I mm-hmm. saw a tweet that was like, "Uh, we ain't seen no African girls in this in this documentary or any files or anything like that." And it's like, and again, I'm not trying to make this an African versus African American thing, but it's like mm-hmm. when you have that type of like African parents are really strict when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. It's like they're really strict. Like, don't be hanging out with no outsiders. We don't even know what the word sleepover is until like uh, like past. We don't know what sleepover is. <laughs> What's sleepover? Like, no, we don't even know that, man. So I feel but like there's cause... black parents are strict like that too, though. Yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to make it like an African mm-hmm. African American thing. Because it can happen on both sides. I'm just trying to use African parents as a model. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to use them as a model. Or it's like, even though it may seem as like being strict, it's going to help kids a long, like, it's going to help kids so much and they don't even know it. Yeah. That's why I'll be telling every one of y'all, man, that's listening, if y'all about to be a parent or y'all going to be a parent down the line, be strict. Don't, it doesn't, don't be these kids' friends, bruh. Please do not be these. No, kids you friends. should be able to be their no, friends. I'm but not, you should no, I'm not. You should be strict no. on top of being a friend too. I'm not being. I feel like if you have a balance, if you have a balance that can help. No, because you know why? We have friends already, so it's like, why should I even add? Okay, okay. Let, be, let, no. me, let me not say friend, but you, your, your kids should be comfortable to talk to you about certain things. Okay, yeah, but that's yeah. being like accepting and being, you know, open and being like understanding that's different from being a friend yeah so it's like it's different roles mm-hmm. parents can't also play the role as a as a friend that's what i'm saying true at the end of the day you gotta be a parent yeah but you also like i said you want your kids to be accepting of you and you want them to you know 
I can like me, like my mom is not strict. Oh, she she's strict to a certain extent, but she's not fully strict to where like I don't feel comfortable talking around her or telling her certain things and stuff like that. Because it's a difference. Yeah, I mean that's understanding though. I feel like okay, yeah, my mom's very understanding. Exactly. When you're very understand, doesn't mean you're automatically a friend. It just means you know you don't have a cold ass heart. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it's the difference when between think, being friendly and being understanding. Yeah, okay, yeah, I feel like when we think of like friends and stuff like that, like think of parents being friends, we only think of yeah, you just gotta be be in my corner when things go bad and stuff like that. No, that's just being understanding. That doesn't mean I'm being your friend. Being a friend is I can literally talk to you any way I talk to you, but you know how I am. You're not doing that with your parents. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. You're not doing certain things that you do with your friends with your parents. So I feel like when that line is blurred and like you start to start treating your your parents at times as your friends, that's when things just get all hazy True. and things can end up for the worst. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's like, hey, man, I pray for all these kids for real. Everyone that's going through such a thing because it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a very saddening topic, like. Yeah, definitely prayers go out to people who who was even on this series and people outside. I know it's people that's probably going through it right now that don't even got nothing to do with R. Kelly. Just people that has to deal with that in general. My exactly, the sexual assault in general or rape in the general or anything like that. But it's like the thing that's really saddening is how there are still girls there. Like, yeah, he still got females there, bro. Like, that's what I tell you. Money, yo, money is the root of all evil. Money will make you Man. turn a blind eye to so much. It's like, and the funny thing about it, the nigga going broke. So I'm like, how much money he got to to make these people even stay with him? This is damn. But then again, do you even think he really giving them money like that? I don't think he even giving them money. To be like honest, I, yeah, I only think he only gives people money if he needs them to hush. I think he's only giving. Yeah, them money. he only give them that hush money. He doesn't actually like once he's like once they're in that household. Or messing with him or any anything like that. I don't think he really paying you. Because if you even yeah. hear the story about Andrea when he brought her to Florida and then she ran away, she only had twenty five hundred. Mm. Like you married to a millionaire, you only have twenty five hundred with three kids. Yeah. You'd even have at least ten thousand. That means you're not getting any money, bruh. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> there's no way you can only have twenty five hundred. Like she's not going anywhere. It's not like she's going places. True, especially if she's pregnant and you only got twenty five hundred. She not he not giving her these these ladies money, bro. Yeah. Like he really just reel them in, and then once they do, like come on, bro, they can't even. The thing that just ah, uh, it just sickens me. Like they can't even use the bathroom without permission. Yeah, that was that was that's like some okay. Now you treating them like slaves. Now that that's what got me. Like, bro. That's like sick. That's sick. They can't even get phone calls from their parents without it being messed. Like, oh, you gotta send it through a messenger. Then you I'm gotta go through them. ten people to get to your daughter, bro. Yeah, that's where it gets to a point where, like, yeah, this is definitely like some slave shit going on. This is not no regular, like, oh, I'm chilling with a celebrity. No, nigga, that's a master. You know it's a master because they can't call him anything else but daddy. Yeah, now that was they can't even shit call too. him Robert, bro. Bro, they can't even call the nigga Kells or Sir. <laughs> bro, even Sir, the nigga it's that made be... yo, the nigga beat a case and then made ignition. How do I? <laughs> oh. nigga, how do I let ignition go? Yo, ignition came on like 
on shuffle like two days ago, bruh. And I'm just like, bruh, I wanted to groove so bad, but it's just like it was hurting inside, bruh. I'm just like, no, no, like this nigga really beat a case and made ignition, bro. He no, I think he, he made studio. it. He made it during. He made it during the trial. He made it during the trial. Even yes. worse, because he got he got um freed on bond, and that's when he dropped ignition, and that's when how he talk- how can the man that made happy people be fucking so many people's life up? It's... He's the only happy person in his life, man. That's it's just ah, uh, and the thing that made me like so mad was like. When they was playing his songs in the documentary or the series, whatever, mm-hmm. I was like, I automatically just started grooving, like, and this, and this. I was like, oh, oh, Bruh. stop, stop. Yo, you know what made me so sad, bro? One of my biggest, yeah. one of my favorite biggie songs in the world, bro. He's like on 75% of the song. Yeah. On Fucking You Tonight, like, he has a whole solo on the song. And I'm just like, Ugh! Like, I can't even listen to no, no Mr. Biggs and Kells. Yo, nah, the, no, bullshit. The funniest thing I seen was like, bro, it was like Mr. Big should have killed that nigga when he had the chance. <laughs> I was dying, bro. Hey, yo, it was like, yo, they, yo, he should have killed that nigga when he had the chance, bro. I was crying, bro. He killed that nigga, <laughs> yo, but that's just sad, though. Like, and then on top of that, bro, one of Michael Jackson's greatest songs is about a seventeen-year-old girl having a miscarriage. If that's not some sick shit, it's like. <sighs> Bro, you can't even you can't separate his music from him now, cause like he's putting his that was what you say? That was really like my only argument before this whole thing. Yeah, I was that like, was my argument. Man, you gotta too. separate the music from the person. You know, he made this in different grooves. Like he wasn't in this mindset. And then I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm watching. And I'm like, I can't. I just. And it's like, the thing is, like, it's hard. Like, of course, it's hard, like, damn, bro, because he's really, a lot of his songs have been in big moments in my life. And I think mm-hmm. that's just in general, like, what people are thinking. His, his songs have been, like, big moments in my life, whether it's, like, a, a marriage or a graduation or something like that. But I feel like I just I just got to disconnect myself from it, only mainly for, like, the respect. Because, like, just in, just in respect of all the people that he's assaulted, and just people that have been sexually assaulted in general. Because it's like... Because, mm-hmm. like, even though in your mind, you're listening to the songs because it's like, it reminds you of a certain moment. At the end of the day, it's like... You have to let that go. Yeah. Bruh. Because it's like, you still you still helping them in, in, in one way or another. Bruh, this was two things that had got me. Okay. Mm. I seen some. It was like, he met Aaliyah when she was 12, right? Yeah, he has an album that came out that same year called Twelve Play." Let that sink in. Let that sink in. He met her at twelve. That same year, he created Twelve Play." Now I don't know if there's a correlation to that, but just that alone, just like wait, this man might be an evil genius. He's a sick genius. And then uh, on on a song a song on Twelve Play, he has a lyric that says, "And once you see the D's, oh, you're gonna want to freak me, freak me. Only if you're old enough, baby. Eighteen and over or sixteen and under." Wait, he said that. Yes. What? He said, "And once you see the D's, oh, you're gonna want to freak me. Only if you're old enough, baby. Eighteen and over." 
or 16 and under. Oh, but how I wonder. I wonder, I wonder. Damn, I like. No one questioned that lyric? Like, bro, I, don't, I guess it wasn't a popular song that people knew, but I'm like, he told you right then and here. He either likes you 18 and over or 16 and under. No 17-year-olds are allowed. He really just excluded every 17-year-old. He was like, that's the only age I... But he got a 17-year-old pregnant. That's the crazy part about it. (sighs) Jesus. This man was really plotting this whole thing. Like, Bro, this... Who let this slip through the cracks? Us. Yeah. It's funny. It's like, (laughs) if a nigga make good music, we don't care. Hence rap music. Yeah. Niggas commit, niggas caught 30 bodies. But he rap, hey, bro, the beat hard. <laughs> hey, man, the beat hard, man. He ain't tripping. Future going through all the pains and breakups and, and ruins. Hey, man, the beat hard, man. But you we know, people try to make the same argument, though, right? They was like, uh, we still support rap music when they talk about killing people, selling drugs in our community and stuff like that. But once R. Kelly touches little girls, it's like we cancel him, which you should because that's fucking disgusting. But I don't feel like. Like, is that even a valid argument to try to compare? Because a lot of times the people be lying in their raps. Like, even if some people really did do it, a lot of people lie in their raps. But you're talking about only if you're old enough, baby, 18 and over, 16 and under. Yeah, I feel the, about this. I feel the only way, the only reason, like, I mean, that's a cool argument to have. The only reason I would say that it wouldn't make that much sense is because, like you said, people be lying. And it's like it's known in the industry to do to make the part. So mm-hmm. it's like it's kind of like you're being a character, a caricature of yourself. You know what I'm saying? And R and B is known to take from real life elements. Yeah. So it's like, and like, yeah, it's two different genres completely. Like R, not completely, but R and B and rap. Rap is more artificial. Mm. R and B is really talking about like what you' trying to do. Like what you actually feeling? That's really the 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 main part of R and B is to tell how you're feeling, to tell what you're going through, to tell what you're trying to do. I'm just, rap is just trying to is just trying to flex, really. I'm just upset that we really let this man go thirty years with doing this, and he now he just feels invincible. Like we really let this go. Well, I'm not going to say we, because, no, that was another thing. They was like, how y'all let this go on? Nigga, when he was doing this, I wasn't even thought of. Exactly. I wasn't even bored. (laughs) Yeah, I was still in my daddy nutsack. Like, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Like, you niggas back then should have did something. Exactly, man. So we wouldn't even have to hear none of this. Bro, y'all let this go on for 30 years? Streets is done. (laughs) Shut up, bro. Yo, this yo, is done. not giving you a shout out. I don't know why you keep saying this. I don't care, bro. This is done. <laughs> this is done, son. This is not giving you a shout out. <laughs> bro, I don't care, man. Hey, man. It's the truth. This is done. <laughs> yo, the streets is done, bro. Like, you... <laughs> you let this nigga Robert Kelly, bro, fondle young girls for over 30 years and nobody did nothing. Bro, right under when you when you was watching the series, bro, tell me why the journalists and the magazine people cared more. They was like, "Yo, we need to call the police," and everybody else was like, "Uh, nah, I think we let this play out." Because they were trying to do it for ratings, man. They wasn't trying to make any 
enemies. Even but though the, honestly, it was two, it was point, two black women. It was two black women in Chicago. I think it's Chicago Sun Times or something like that. Yeah, the yeah. Sun-Times, they were yeah. saying like, "Yo, we're calling the police. Like, we're not letting this go down." Even when they got the videos, they was like, "Yeah, before we even publish this, we need to let the police know." Like. We was like, yo, these girls are young, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Even, like, they went to music execs and was like, yo, um, I think I need to drop him because, like, this is bad. They like, nah, he's more of an asset than a liability. Yeah, because it's like, even when um Sparkle was talking about, she was like, I heard an exec was like, he's, I don't care if he raped every girl in the nation. If he's making me money, I don't care. That's disgusting. But hey, it's like, y'all really let money cloud y'all thoughts to a point where y'all don't even see morals anymore. Y'all don't even see what's sane anymore. Y'all just see the, the, the amount. That's really all you see. It's like, bro, I really don't want to be... Like, that's why I can, just, I can just never be in any of this industry stuff, bro. Even if I ever like, hey, man, if I ever go big and famous, I, I just... I, all I gotta say is is the, the famous Migo line, man. And the thing is, though, they saying like, "Oh, he's doing this because he has money." He does this, not no. They oh. money doesn't change you. Money only makes who you are magnifies it twenty times more. Exactly. So even if he wasn't famous, he probably still would be messing with your little girls. Exactly. It'd have been on a lower rate. He ain't gonna have no hush money. He'd probably be in jail by now. But he would still been doing it. Honestly, but like even what my dad say all the time. So this is Nigerian saying the saying. You don't know the real person until he gets rich. Mm. That's when you know who who really is who. Like that's when you really find out who that person is when he gets rich. Because when you're broke, you can't. You don't really have all the all the you know opportunities. So you act humble. You act accordingly. But when you get rich, you really see what's going on. Like you really see how that person be acting. Mm-hmm. Like that was really him the whole time. He just was too broke to do it. And I think something that plays a bigger picture into this too, and like they say like you're not like, well, when I was seeing on Twitter and stuff, they was like, well, people shouldn't really bring this argument up because like it's trying to dis, uh, dismantle or disface what's going on with the young women. And I'm not trying to do that at all. Like I think what their their problem should be number one priority is top. But also this also plays into the, like, the abuse of young black men. And the things that young black men go through on the daily, and no, they're like how nobody hears our cries. Not saying me personally, but I'm a young black man, so I'm going to say us. Our cries are not being heard. This could have been avoided if people would have listened to him and Carrie and stuff like that. If people would have listened to them, they this could have been avoided. They could have got help. They could have got treatment. But nobody cares because they feel like as a young black man, you have to stay strong, and then that you have like you have to have a certain way about yourself. And it's like that's not true. It's like those kids were vulnerable. They got they got molested. They got touched. They were crying out to people, and nobody cared at all. And it's like not trying to say it, but like trying to. I'm going to say, it. yo, they created that monster. That's true. They created that monster because if if people would have heard their cries earlier, not even heard their cries, if people would just attended to them, told them like, yo, or got them help, we could have avoided this. They, we could avoid it, him hurting all these other people, and it, that that just plays to what it is in America. Like, bro, they don't care about young black men. Well, not well before they were young black men. First of all, they don't care about women, and they put on top of that, if you're a black woman, that's even worse. But I'm saying, like, this, they at the bottom of the totem pole. 
Yeah, if you, and that's why a lot of these like that's why he never got really arrested or like got really um convicted or anything because it was happening to black women. That's what I feel. But I'm saying though, like also like also on the same page as that is like yo, young black men are going through things and nobody's listening. And and I, I'm gonna say it again, they created this monster. They created him. And like, I'm not trying to give him no excuse because still not an excuse. It's been a bunch of young black men that probably have been touched and never did anything. But also, I'm saying not everybody's the same. Not everybody's going to react the same. Not everybody's going to do the same thing as the next person. So yeah. they created this monster into what he did. And it's sad and it breaks my heart because like, yo, we like we need outlets. We need people to like, just not even just in general, not even just black men, black women. Just black, like just black people in general, we need outlets. We need to come out, and we need to like, you know, have things so where we can release and then feel better. Because like, bro, the things that we're going through is the reason why certain things are happening now. But nobody, like nobody, wants to to do anything about it, and that's what's really messed up. No one wants to address it. Yeah, nobody's trying to address that problem. They only want to address when you. Nobody wants to address the cause, but everybody wants to address the effect. Exactly. Exactly. The oh, cause is oh. right in front of their face. But when the effect happens, oh my gosh, like this is just so terrible. It's already too late. Yeah. It's already too late. This is a full grown man we're we're talking about now. Y'all should address this when he was ten getting molested. And it's like, oh yeah, y'all gonna address like not even they're still not even addressing the effect that he's doing now. But still it's like And the thing that makes it worse. I feel like if he does sue Lifetime, they don't he, care. He probably, they don't he, nah, but he probably gonna win that case. How? Because defamation of character. I wouldn't. I don't know. When you make, you, I mean, they, yeah, they can like, find a loophole make... for that. Because people have been saying this for years. If anything, he could have sued. He could have sued Dave Chappelle. He could have sued all these other people. Like, okay, but when Dave Chappelle did, that was a joke. Okay. Like he was bring. I mean, yeah, he was bringing light to it, but he wasn't bringing it to this. Mag like magnitude, like he didn't make a whole hashtag. I mean, of course he couldn't, but he wasn't on the internet doing all this other stuff along with it. It was just a skit. Like other people, when they was talking about it, it's just an article, it's just an interview. This is a whole series, I, so I feel I, like that would be their argument. I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm not saying that because I, I don't want him to win at all, but like I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he did. But also, I don't, but he's a public figure, though. And I thought, like, once you're a public figure, like, it's, you know what I mean? Boundaries are low-key off. So it's like, and the plus, if these people are really getting assaulted and coming out, how can it be defamation of character if this is really their truth? They're living their truth. I don't even, it's something like, uh, I don't know if I, I don't even, because I'm probably going to fact, I'm going to fact check myself. But there's, <laughs> like, this type of law where it's, like, after a certain time, that if you break a certain law and you didn't get convicted of it, oh, statute of limitations. Yeah. So basically, after a while, they're like, because they're investigating into the um, the STD one, the STD lady, like the lady mm. that got uh, herpes from him. Yeah. They're investigating into that, but the past one. Wait, like wait, wait. The, the STD that, lady. That's the one that that she met him at the trial, right? No, that's not her. That the one. No, the now that chick, the one who met him at the trial. You you really put yourself in. You was fourteen going to the trial, and then you decided to mess with him. Like, first of all, Honestly, this yeah, nigga was on like trial. Was one... 
I feel that was the one time where it was like, okay, you have to be held accountable for that. I, I, didn't, think, like, I didn't think this should, man is been going, this man is going on trial for child pornography. You are 14 and he tells you to come in a bathing suit. Yeah. If you don't, like, what? And this nigga, this nigga told, no, she guilty. told him that she was a virgin. And he was like, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. He's like, he has to share the story. Ain't no problem. Like, it's all good. It's all good. Like, and my thing is like, and you she's still a victim. Don't get me wrong, because she was she's was yes, underage. But, but I feel I don't feel like, as much sympathy for her because you met the nigga at the case. What do you think he was going? He was going to be friends with a fourteen year old? Oh, you supported me during the case. We're gonna be. No, really she was actually she was actually sixteen when um the bathing suit incident happened, and she said. Oh, I had lied about my age, saying I was nineteen. So this man, when she, she did say that, right? Yeah, when she brought the bathing the bathing suit first. So that's why I feel like I can't really have sympathy for that one particular one because it's like this man went on trial for child pornography. You stood at his trial saying he was innocent. Then he gives you a number and texts you to say, "Come with a bathing suit." Nothing comes off of your mind like, "Huh, maybe this man." actually is doing this stuff because i'm only 16 but okay let me just say i'm 19 i go there i'm doing the bathing suit thing i start undressing and then i finally tell him i'm 16 and he says and <laughs> nothing That's in not the head is like all yeah. right let me leave like yo that, that nigga basically like, yo let me move from this dude bro that nigga basically told shorty what they gotta do with me exactly like, she was come like on, Word? That's so the only up. one. It's like, come on, you had multiple major red flags, and you literally kept going with it. And it wasn't even like I'm trying to be a singer or anything. You was just a fan. Hey, like man. you was really just a fan. Yeah, you know what that just tells you, bro. Well, Stan actually, because she, yeah, she, if you go to a trial for an A for child pornography, you obviously a Stan. Yeah, but but you know like, what that just tells you, though, bro. What streets is done? Shut up, <laughs> hey man! Yes. It all boils down to streets is done, b. Y'all niggas, like this. If you ever happen. hear this, please do not endorse this man in any of his, in anything that he does. Please do not endorse this man. Why? Why can't? Why can't they endorse me? Huh? Why can't they endorse me? Because what I'm about to say about Jay Z next. Any, let me stop. <laughs> oh no, we will not talk bad about Jay Z on this podcast. Hey, that man. will not happen. <laughs> hey, man. That would not happen. Hey, it's The Rock. Streets is done, though. I don't know if he can brush his shoulders off with this one, man. Hey, man. Once that surviving B2K come out, it's it's cage for everybody. <laughs> you know that joint ain't coming out. Hey, man. Surviving Birdman coming out. Surviving B2K. <laughs> Shoot. They about to have Surviving the Why Are We Here podcast. We about to have one. Huh? Hmm? Not in a bad way, though. No. All right, guys. So that was the end of the show because clearly this week. <laughs> oh nah, yeah, nah. Forget off that. Damn. I just want to like imagine going to the industry to see a nigga like Chris Stokes throwing dick on you. Like, oh whoa, whoa. This nigga, this nigga threw dick on him. Like he really I mean, threw. Well, he threw dick he on his it. cousin, bruh. Hey man, he was he was fingering shout out them niggas booty holes. That's... That nigga said, that nigga said, Marcus, come here. <laughs> you see this nigga Raz? Yeah. <laughs> Bruh. 
Yeah, it's like, oh my god! And and I I think Loki, that's another good thing though about that series that it's getting other people out the paint too. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. Because we we might as well just get everybody out the paint. Let's see, man. God forgive me, because I'm really not. I'm really just acting like a hypocrite right now. Because it's like the thing you see how it's like, like even what we just did now, bruh, and how we was talking about surviving B2K. This cigarettes actually got like molested. It was funny because the nigga went on Twitter and said he got molested. Niggas laughed at him. Exactly. This nigga Young Jock said, no, Chris, no, Chris, no. <laughs> it's man, so funny. It's like, the like, truth. What? Bro, come on, bro. Like, we really be treating this as a joke, but then when it's woman, we take it so seriously. I feel like that's, it's good on the, of course, it's great on the part of taking it seriously for the woman, but it's like, now when you joking, when we just constantly joking about a man getting raped. Then, then that like, makes them not want to even come out and tell it. Yeah, like it discredits the man. It also discourages them in even coming out. It's like, come on, bro. Now I'm going to be, they're going to start thinking now I'm going to be looked at as a bitch and all that stuff. If I even come out getting raped by another dude. No, nah, even though even though I'm making jokes and stuff right now, that's a Yeah, it's still a serious topic. I just make yeah. jokes. That's really it. Cause, and, and to be honest, I'm not making jokes because it's malicious or anything. It's just like, sometimes it can be uncomfortable and it's just like, you got to make jokes to feel comfortable. And it's like, you feel me? You know how they say, like, you got to laugh sometimes not to cry? Sometimes yeah. you got to laugh to get through the uncomfortable. Because, like, that, for a man, that's, com- that's uncomfortable to tell. But it's just like, yo, it's real. Like, it's really going on. And it's like, it's it's sad. It's very sad. But it's like, yo. And my thing is like, yeah, that was bad. Because he came out and told people, yeah, they all was fucking us. And then niggas was just like, y'all niggas gay. <laughs> like no, it wasn't like I wasn't doing this willingly. And then, uh, like, oh yeah, y'all niggas is gay. Like he was like, yeah, he molested me. Yeah, he was touching my booty hole and and, and Jay Bush booty hole. And I was like, <sighs> you're like, it's, and the thing is like that nigga Chris Stokes got some shit ring pops. I tell you that all that came out of this was hush money and Marcus Houston saying he got Marcus Houston got some really on who on Raz B. Why? If he was because he was like, because he was like, um, Rasby is really trying to like, you know, uh, tear down my name by making this accusation when it never happened. Bro, did you see the pictures? When he filed that came a restraining out? order against, huh? Did you see those pictures that came out? Which pictures? They was all in the bed together with with um, oh, underwear yeah, with and the, all that stuff. Like, yeah, them niggas. Yeah, uh. and it's just that nigga. Yeah, that nigga. That nigga Chris Stokes. <laughs> He got the power gauntlet of Thanos on his hands, bro. And it's crazy because that nigga don't even got a chin. Like this nigga don't even got a chin, and he raping little boys, man. Yo, I'm, that nigga, yo, that nigga, Chris Stokes got shit fingers for life. Oh my gosh, the straight booty scratches, bro. I know he got a That's champion. Really he, I know he got a shit championship ring for every finger of little boys he's fingering, bro. <laughs> it's like. The thing that made me sad though was when Raz B was saying all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Even his own group mates was like, nah, that we wasn't doing that. <laughs> now you gay. Like, they, bro, J Boog and Fizz was like, hell no. Nah. We ain't do none of that. Well, I mean, we don't They're know like, the truth. Like, we, because maybe, maybe Raz was, first of all, if he was getting raped by the niggas, why is he going on tour with them again? That's one thing. And second of all, well, it's based on money because these niggas is broke except for Marion and Fizz probably. But 
I don't, it just boggles my mind because it's like, bruh, we would never get the truth. And to be honest, do we even want to know the truth? There's so much stuff bruh, that goes on in the industry. I don't even think we would want to know the truth about certain shit. That's, yeah, that's honestly facts. It's like, because it, it's just. I, 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 but I feel like a lot of people would change. I, the only reason I feel like Raz, Raz B is telling, is telling the truth, at least in, in some of what he's talking about, is because of the clapback that he got from the people involved. Like, this nigga Omarion literally said, this dude, um, he's bipolar. He said he was bipolar, and he hasn't been taking his meds. Marcus Houston said he was on drugs. Rasby literally was like, bruh, I've never been diagnosed for bipolar in my life. Like, I have no pills for that. I, bruh, it was like, niggas would really make any excuse. No, I mean, I'm, and honestly, I'm, I don't even trust... I remember I was watching an interview Oops. with Omari on a Breakfast Club. And he was talking about, and like they brought it up to him. They was like, "Yo, Raz is coming out saying y'all did this, y'all was doing that, blah blah." And then Mario was just like, "Why niggas want us to get raped so bad? Like y'all want us to be raped and stuff like that." And he got defensive, and I'm just like, "Honestly, man. that's why I feel like, bro, I can't, I can't believe Omari on." And only reason, not even only reason, but because like also every time they talk about that situation, he becomes so defensive about it. Like angry, like angry to a point where he's like, "Oh my gosh, bro, why? Come on, man, y'all want us to get raped?" Right? Da, 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 da. I'm like, bro, you literally could just said that's not true. Yeah, and just been it. The fact that you being so defensive about it, some had that happen. And even then, Omarion is a whole ass nigga. So it's like I can't believe. Wait, why you see that, bro? That nigga betrayed B2K. He the reason. He's one of the main reasons why B2K is not even B2K anymore. Except for the reunion tour. Because once... um, What did he do? Bruh, that was talking in an interview. It was Rasby Fizz. It was everybody but Omarion. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about an interview about how they thought they weren't getting enough money because when they did the... When they they were signing contracts, they were still minors. Mm -hmm. And what Chris Stokes... And that's the thing that that really bothers me about Chris Stokes because he had the same... He was doing similar... And the same routines and manipulations as R. Kelly. He would isolate them from their parents so they wouldn't have any parental guidance except for him. So he would be signing all their financial agreements and he'll be taking half of their money and then the other half they would have to split four ways. And they were talking about how they were getting so frustrated about it. So they were they were all planning on making on rebrand or like revamping um B2K, but not under his management. They're gonna do it under someone else's management, under under their own management. That sounds like what Easy E and um and Ice Cube and was doing NWA when they, when they didn't want to be. See, man, history is repeated. Like how they want to be because because so only uh, Jerry used to work with Easy E and everybody else was left out. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like they was like, all right, we bought a um, we plan on making a, a B2K under our own management. Well, I guess Chris Stokes found out about it. And then Chris Stokes, he, they said they he sent him, he sent them to a, a location, and the whole time, and then when they got to the location, this one dude, one of their associates, came out of nowhere and was like, he was like, bro, we just been spending the last eight hours blackballing y'all niggas, y'all not doing this no more. And then he pointed to Omarion and said, Omarion, he's the one that's gonna make it big. We only riding with him. Y'all niggas is done. So you telling? 
So basically, Omarion really just backstabbed these niggas. And it just went. That's why he went solo. Wow. He's the only one that successfully went solo. This is. Because he was like, all right, bro. It was like, I'm done with y'all niggas. Like, y'all ain't. We ain't doing this. So it was like, wait, it was like, bro, we, even, we never even quit our B2K, bro. Wait, they was, bro, they was literally the Latoya Lucky of B2K. They never quit. They just was done. Mm. It's funny how we went from surviving R. Kelly to B2K. I know, right? Yeah, but it's all right. Ugh. That's, that's, I never knew that. That's crazy. Exactly, bro. Crazy things you learn, man. It's just a lot of secretive stuff that just be going on, man. It's like when you really be finding out like what what's going on, you like, bro. I was looking at it everything just the wrong way and all that stuff, bro. And that really makes me think like that I should really get herpes from those other people that was accusing them. Okay, of this is where we end the show. Hey, man, we're going to end the show right there. I'm I'm not getting. Diddy never got tested, hey, bro. Hey. Hey, I'm not on this. I'm actually gonna cut that off when we get on air. Hey, yo. I'm cutting that off because I'm not getting chased. I'm not going to be followed in no black band. I'm not getting followed. He's just gonna be smiling with his kids, bro. I'm not getting followed in no black band and people like telling us to shut up or they're gonna hurt us. I'm not doing that. So I'm gonna cut that off. They're gonna send you demon emojis. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, so just disregard the last two minutes of what uh, Mike just said. But, um, all I'm saying, man, is hey, if I'm 15 and I walk into a party and nobody got clothes on, I, I don't think I'm at the right party. That's all I'm saying. That's all you might I'm be saying. right about that. You might be right. You <laughs> might be right. Sheesh. What was his real confession? Let's ask our <laughs> okay. All right. All right. What was his real confession? Okay. Where's part three? Yeah, might be stuff. But yeah, um, this is the Why Are We Here podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we <laughs> unfortunately we have to leave. But um, oh, so we feel you, brother. <laughs> I don't even remember how they can't lock it down forever, man. This this episode is gonna be too funny because like we're messing up at the end of it. But I don't even care. I'm not even gonna edit this out. But uh, unfortunately, we have to leave. <laughs> Did you ever figure out why you were here? <laughs> Yo, I should go make a tell-all book. Oh man. my god, stop! Please, <laughs> just... please stop. <laughs> No, I honestly pray Usher doesn't make a tell-all book, bro. Because if he makes a tell-all book, that nigga disappearing. It's just happening. He's disappearing. Just know that. Um. Well, people, y'all might not be able to come back next week. Cause we probably not even gonna be here no more. <laughs> but, hey, yo, just know we disappearing. We probably wrote a tell-all. Book. I'm not writing shit. <laughs> but nah, people, come back next week and come kick it with us. I don't know what John says, cause I'm scared now. So. Hey, yo, man. Hey man, right, we praying for protection. God, God, gonna protect us, man. Hey man, he better because all, all I know, <laughs> I gotta go all back I know to school, is if man. I get, all I know is if I get a red letter in the mail and it be like from D, I'm not opening it. Just know that. <laughs> if I see three guys in my driveway, just know, man, I ain't coming out the house. Hey man, <laughs> oh, we catch on next week, man. Just remember, y'all, streets is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the streets is done. <laughs> the streets is done. <laughs> Peace, y'all. <laughs>